This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. Good morning there everyone, how are you? It's uh, Kevin Riley here and welcome to the Irish Time here on the Manitou People's Radio, the best community station in the province. And it's uh, it's Friday and it's kind of a, a fickle sort of weather. You know, the, re- the wind is coming through and a, a few showers, but it's also hot as well. You know, very close as we say in Belfast. But anyway, uh, just got to get onto this stuff. And this is the last show for the year because I've just been informed by the, the managers that uh, they're closing until I think it's January the 10th or whatever. Now let me know. Anyway, so this will be the last show. Uh, before I forget, you know, make sure you have a happy and decent Christmas and a safe one, okay? Particularly with this, uh, on the, the new virus that is hitting, it's in New Zealand and it's hitting a lot of countries really badly around the world because I was looking at the the news before I came in this morning and Belfast, is, well, Northern Ireland rather, is expecting 11,000 plus cases a day and it's over 88,000 I think in uh, the UK. I think that's England rather than Scotland or Wales. So it's uh, a serious concern. The number of deaths is very is not particularly high, which is good, mostly because most people, most people have uh, had, the, you know, the vaccine, they've had been double dosed and they're queuing up by the mile in Belfast and other parts of the UK for the booster. I've just saw some uh, photographs and looked at some, a bit of a video there from the BBC and the Guardian and it was just, it was amazing and the weather is pretty cold over there. But people are more interested in getting this job so they can have a life over the Christmas period and not infect others. But uh, they're done in the Republic of Ireland. Things are, you know, just as hectic, I believe. And they're talking about other restrictions might have to come in. But I don't think anyone over there in that part of it will do anything until after Christmas, I would imagine. Unless it completely gets blown out of the water because they just... I don't think people would stand for it myself because I think, you know, they're aware of it and they will take precautions and be a lot more wiser and not going to, you know, the, you know, the pubs and clubs, et cetera, et cetera. And some of them will go, you know, but a lot of people won't. Anyway, enough of that. Coronavirus, Belfast Evacuation Centre, extremely busy. The Belfast House Trust has warned people visiting its uh, vaccination centres to take long, uh, to expect long waiting times due to high demand. It's like I said, it's the queues are incredible. Queues have been forming at a number of the centres and pop-up clinics across Northern Ireland. It follows the announcement that those aged 30 and above could receive their booster job at walk-in facilities. It comes amid fears of a sharp increase in cases from the new uh, variant. A series of uh, vaccine clinics opened across Northern in November to help meet the demand for booster doses. Health Minister Robin Swan has said medical students and army doctors may be drafted in to deliver booster sh- uh, booster jobs. So it gives you some idea of the seriousness when they're bringing uh, you know medical students and army personnel into into you know do the business. UK government announced on Tuesday that additional funding would be made available to those. Uh, devolve governments to uh, pro- progress their vaccination rollout and wider health response. It says the amount would be set in the coming days. 
Separately, the 15-minute waiting period after someone has received eviction has been suspended. I remember that happening here. You had to wait 15 minutes before you could you know, leave the, the clinic, as it were. In a move, uh, angered by the four, agreed by the four UK chief medical officers, I should say angered, uh, Mrs. Swan has been defending the decision by the executive to introduce vaccine passports in Northern Ireland. He spoke after a bit installment where assembly members voted uh, 59 to 24. He approved the certification. The passport is proof of COVID immunity and allows people to enter licensed premises and entertainment venues. Uh, the scheme has already become legally inf- it became legally enforceable there on last Monday. Assembly members have uh, had been due to vote on the issue on Monday afternoon, after, almost after five hours of debate was postponed by the Assembly Speaker. The Democratic Unionist Party and traditional Unionist Party, who had already expressed opposition to the plans, were the only parties to vote against them. They're a bit like our Mr. Tamaki up in Auckland, you know, who's kind of in denial. But his is a bigger, you know, he's, his is a political move, you know. I think he doesn't like Labour governments and our Prime Minister in particular. Uh... You're better preparing for a storm. You're better preparing when it's not raining rather than being up to your knees in water. It was announced on Sunday that boosters would be available to, at walk-in centres for those aged 30 and above, whose last dose was administered at least three months ago. With vaccine centres experienced a surge, the Department of uh, Health has said there is no shortage of jobs. According to official figures, 924 vaccinations were delivered at the Lagan Valley Hospital on Monday alone. That's run by Lisburn, by the way, just out of Belfast. The department said there had, there had to be a cut-off point where, when some centres closed, although opening hours had been extended very quickly following the, ex- the expansion of the booster programme. The Short Strand Community uh, Centre in East Belfast had people waiting outside before it opened. Uh, Murad O'Donnell, coordinator of the partnership which runs the centre, said the site would be running multiple one-day pop-up clinics. Uh, the clinic itself started at 10 o'clock and the queues were already around the car, the car park twice and down the street. They were enormous. I saw photographs of it. Enormous. It's good to see so many people taking it seriously and turning up to the yes, good on them. Jared Roney, uh, who offers a walk-in vaccination centre at his pharmacy on the Ligony Road in North Belfast, said he had been very busy on Tuesday and that he expected the rest to continue right up to the Christmas period. Get a good Friday. He said he had given boosters to a number of people in the 30-plus age group, as well as those aged 40 to 60. Mr. also gave a number of first vaccines, which he described as a good sign. It shows that people are listening and that, that, that they need the vaccine. Well, good. Good to hear that, because that is true. I just hope that people over in New Zealand think like that as well. The vast majority of them already do. It's just that sort of 10% or something of the population who are a bit kind of... Uh, they use the word hesitant. I just think they're just kind of moronic myself. You know what I mean? People had polio injections, flu injections. Uh, and I just, I really struggle with all this, you know, my freedom, you know. I just, what do these punters live? Your freedom, freedom what? To pass it on to someone else? The Deputy Prime Minister in uh, the Republic of Ireland, Leo, has indicated that more restrictions on social mixing Close contacts and international travel and the run-up to Christmas are imminent. The Deputy Prime Minister said he's not expecting to speculate on the exact nature of any specific uh, orders that may come uh, in the, the following days. He said, I expect more recommendations around the management of close contacts, recommendations to decrease the amount of social mixing and recommendations around international travel. Well, I've read this morning there that uh, France has banned all UK flights. 
you know, all tourists from the UK. Uh, the Deputy Prime Minister told News Talk that last night's uh, meeting with the Chief Medical Officer was routine. He said that as a country, we are winning the fight against the Delta wave and the incident rates have been falling. But the problem is that Omicron, is it, is it Omicron variant, the new one, he said if this, if if it is this the case of restrictions are if it is the case of restrictions are required to protect life and public property, then we're going to do it. He said the government will inform people very soon about new measures, but any measures rather uh, taking which they are planning to undertake. The Fianna Gael uh, boss also said that he expects uh, the variant, the, the present variant virus, will be dominant in Ireland perhaps as soon as next week and possibly before Christmas. Well, I think they've already got some there, just a number. Same as New Zealand, has got two or three from what I read. There's no cabinet meeting planned for Friday at the moment, but uh, he said it will be important to give people clarity as quickly as possible. He also promised a few days' notice before any new rules kicked in. It comes as health chief said the new variant now accounts for 14% of new cases. And last night saw a last-minute meeting between government leaders and the, the health authorities. Uh, the prime minister said he could not rule out any further restrictions being introduced in the coming days. So it is pretty, uh, it's grim. Let's not kid ourselves, it's grim. Uh, COVID, he said, COVID jobs are the solution, not more restrictions. Uh, I don't feel we should be closing things down or restricting people more at this point. What I really would like to see is a big increase in vaccination capacity, like what we had back in the summer when we were rolling out vaccines very, very fast. That capacity has been lost, and I would like to see it rebuilt in the next day or two, and then to boost most of the population over the next 20 days. The expert says he uh, he has witnessed England use this strategy and thinks Ireland should follow suit by fully staffing our vaccine centres, which he believes should be open at least 12 hours a day. I think we should be encouraging folk to use masks, to work from home, to socialise in smaller groups, as we've uh, done uh, for the last couple of weeks. We don't know how clinically severe it will be. It will be definitely, it will definitely come. It will definitely spread through the population. And many of us are hopeful that it, it won't be as bad as some of the previous strains. Updated advice is expected from the health service. It will fully consider whether new measures are needed when it meets on Thursday. It was yesterday. Speaking of an RTE, uh, the, uh, the Prime Minister said, what I would say to people is that we need to hold a collective nerve here. We have to hold a collective nerve. We've been through different waves of this pandemic, which is very true. People have adjusted their behaviour. This is a very trans- transmissible variant, though, and it spreads very fast, and that is a threat to us. The speed of it actually is uh, it's like lightning. You know, the number of people are just boom, 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 are getting hit with it. We need to be conscious of that, and it's really about working collectively and using our common sense. That's a word you never hear much, very much, and it seems to be lost in lots of people in today's world. Common sense and the common good, the public good, call it what you will. You know, just having a bit of respect for uh, your fellow citizens, you know, that you don't want to pick it up off them, but you don't want to pass it on to them either if you happen to be, you know, in that position. People are doing that already, and that's the context in this phase of the pandemic. It will be different in the earlier phases. As we go through this, we will need to adapt. We need to evaluate how we're performing earlier phases and adjust accordingly and behave accordingly. We'll have a wonderful way with words, you know, when just one sentence would cover the whole thing. But that said, you know, they've got to, they're, in, 
serious uh, trouble with the number of people that are actually picking up this variant. It's, you know, like I said, there was 11,000 reported in, uh, up to 11,000 rather, in uh, the north of Ireland. Medical uh, students and army officers may be drafted in to deliver booster shots across Northern Ireland as quickly as possible. Robin said he might return to the Ministry of Defence for help. He was uh, speaking amid fears of a sharp increase in COVID-19 cases. Uh, one expert has warned that uh, the new cases could reach over 1,000 a day in Northern Ireland by Christmas Eve due to the speed at which it travels. It spreads. Ten cases of the COVID-19 have already been detected in Northern Ireland. Prime Minister uh, Boris Johnson warned in a television address on Sunday that there was a tidal wave of Omicron of the new virus coming. So he knew, obviously, which is good. You know, you need people like that to tell you that it's it's for real. Meanwhile, long queues of people have been waiting at vaccination centres across Northern Ireland to get their jabs. Boosters now become available at walk-in centres for those 30 and above. The Department of Health and the Republic of Ireland have identified eight additional cases of the new virus in the country on Monday. That brings the total number of cases identified by the Department now to be 18. The country will soon be moving to a three-month gap between COVID-19 vaccine and booster doses following a recommendation from the country's National Immunisation Advisory Committee. Currently, boosters are being given out to people aged 50 and over, people with un- un- underlying health conditions and healthcare workers. Seeing more people turn up than we can, uh, we have the capacity to look after. So that's uh, good if people are actually you know, taking it seriously and turning up in numbers. I need to emphasise the scale of the booster programme challenge and the, the Herculean efforts being made to get jobs and as many peaceable as many peaceful as possible in the coming weeks. Mr Swan told the Northern Ireland Assembly that 513 additional vac- vaccinators had been sourced and urged uh, people to check updates from health trusts on social media to determine the best time to attend the various walk-ins. We've already seen rates where, unfortunately, we're seeing more people turn up then we had the capa- we have the capacity to uh, look after, he said. But the focus is to get as many vaccines in the arms as, uh, as is practically possible. Dr. Randrew Kuzaman, an epidemiologist, oh, whatever, a doctor at Queen's University of Belfast, said uh, the c- cases in Northern Ireland could reach a thousand by Christmas. He said it was an inexact science, but he estimated there would be quite a lot of cases by Christmas Day. We want to slow it down as uh, as much as possible, so that at Christmas Day. At Christmas Day, fewer families have someone sitting at the table that's infected, so that they hopefully don't have the big that big post Christmas peak that we did last year, where lots of people would uh, you know got tested and were proved to be positive. The denial of uh, some planned routine health service activity is also under consideration. GPs, community pharmacies, and trusts will all have central and a vital role in making all this happen. It is also really important that people who are not yet vaccinated come forward for their first dose without delay. Early on Monday, First Minister Paul Gavin, given said Northern Ireland was facing a, a COVID nineteen uh, COVID nineteen storm. So it is, uh, like I said, hopefully it, it will sort of die. But it's just the sheer problems, inconvenience that it causes people, and the sort of people sort of you know. Uh, being suspicious of one another, have you got, you know, have got, uh, uh, been had your vaccination or not had your vaccination, etc., etc. You know, it is starting to kick in for a lot of people. 
because I was reading somewhere, some soccer guy, I think it was in the Premier League. Uh, I'm not sure if it was Germany or it was in England. But anyway, he didn't, he refused to get one. And then he picked it up and he was incredibly sick for several days. And afterwards he was encouraging every all the, all the players who played that, you know, the professional game, they actually get vaccinated, they not to go through what he went through for uh, three or four days. He was as crook as a dog. He said it was really unbearable at times. Okay, this is something out of interest. Built for former Royal Avenue Tesco, transformed into an art space. This is the old bank buildings in Royal Avenue. Now, I, know, I sort of know it well. Just up the lane from uh, Kelly Sellers, if you know Belfast at all, the city centre. Belfast City Council has transformed the former Tesco metro building on Royal, uh, Royal Avenue into a short, short-term cultural space hosting gigs and exhibitions. The council bought the listed building in October. Over the next few weeks, several events will take place in the pop-up uh, concerts. Tourist Northern Ireland has funded the temporary use of the building until March next year, while the council develops long-term plans. So good, it's been used. It's a beautiful building. Tesco had occupied the building since 1996, but did not review its, uh, renew its license and has instead opened a smaller S, uh, express store nearby. So, uh, Sean Lawler, a founding member of the Belfast Ukulele Jam, was delighted to be asked to play the first gig held in the building. The acoustics were amazing because of the dome and the, uh, the, ar- the arches underneath it and the hard surface of the Victorian building bounced the sound around the place. Great acoustics, great. The sound comes into the dome and acts like a big amplifier. There was plenty of room and good ventilation. Uh, Sean said the ukulele group, which has 70 active members, performed outside in parks around Belfast during uh, lockdowns, but this was a unique experience compared to their weekly jam in a pub. Oh, that's, you know, it is. It's, the bank building was, it's, it's a beautiful old building, which is, you know, I don't think they could demolish it anyway, but it's historical. It's great. It's a uh, fantastic place for individual uh, performances or group performance, and it really la- lends itself to that kind of event. He said he would like to see more empty buildings in Belfast turned into arts venues to boost tourism. The way the high street has gone, and with many empty buildings around the city, I think art collectives and individuals should be in those buildings and used for those reasons. Uh, it's better to have it full of artists and to see them working there than have them just lying there empty. I agree. Belfast is growing as a tourist destination and people like to come along and go around the city centre and experience art. The Lord Mayor of Belfast encouraged people to visit this wonderful, welcoming and playful space. This pilot project on cultural space is a fantastic example of city collaboration, bringing together different elements of the cultural and experimental sectors to offer a unique programme of events and activities for people to enjoy, said Kate Nicholl, the, 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 the mayor of Belfast, the Lord Mayor of Belfast. Or the mayoress, no, Lord Mayor. There is so much to see and do in the, in the venue and it's really a beautiful building to drop in and reflect. It is, it's a spectacular building. It's been there for, feels like centuries. And now, what have we got here? Belfast, this is Queen's University again, makes £50 million from international students. So did New Zealand at one time, got a lot of money. Particularly here in Palmerston North, where the international students contributed a big amount to the local economy, you know, through going near buying groceries, bits and pieces, shopping, and also rents, hiring homes, etc., etc. And uh, they just they contributed on a huge scale. I think it's only being felt now 
the sort of the shortfall that they actually contribute. People think, oh, yeah, students, and that's it. But the amount of money they pumped into the local economy was quite large. And that was good for all of us because we all benefit from that, whether we like it or not. You know, it just makes the place a lot more vibrant. And that's what the students, I, the thing that I miss about lack of students is that the vibrancy that they used to bring to the place, you know, there was always a few, always bits and pieces going on. You know, little concerts here, little concerts there, et cetera, et cetera. And it was just dynamite. Anyway, Queen's University of Belfast uh, made almost £50 million in income from tuition fees, uh, paid for by about three and a half, yeah, 3,500 international students in 2021. That was up from 44 the pre, uh, million the previous year, according to the Queen University's just-published annual accounts. Queen's also made an overall operational surplus of about 25 million in 2021. 2021, that's it. Despite the challenge it faced due to the COVID pandemic, that was an increase from just under five in surplus on in 2019. 20, uh, yeah, 2019 and 2020. Queen's total income rose to almost 400 million. However, the annual report said that University of Northern Ireland were at a disadvantage when compared with institutions across the UK because of a tuency fee policy. Undergraduate students in Northern Ireland pay £4,630 a year in tuition fees compared to 9250 elsewhere in the UK. Uh, Queen's University income from tuition fees though rose from £126 million, uh, to more than £143 million last year, so it's definitely gone up. The bulk of our money came from 66 million tuition fees paid, uh, paid by Northern Irish and other UK and EU students. International students uh, can pay much higher fees to study at Queen's compared to students from the North, obviously, the rest of the UK or uh, the EU. Uh, said the surplus was due to underspent on events because of COVID and international recruitment and go- uh, government pandemic funding. International recruitment continued to grow with more than 3,500 uh, students from 96 countries enrolled at Queen's in 2020, uh, 21, the academic year. Reacting to the crisis of COVID, we provided chartered flights from China and introduced uh, initiatives such as managed quarantine, free PCR tests for you know, COVID, and travel certificates to enable students to return home. Separate research published uh, last September said international students were worth about £260 million overall to the Northern Ireland economy, which is uh, a reasonable amount of money. University income from government grants also rose from £99 million to £109 some of the uh, Some of that increase was due to extra money being provided to, by Stormont to help, to help the university response to the pandemic. The annual report also means that 2,200 students either paused or withdrew from student accommodation contracts with the university in 2021, as most degree courses moved online due to the coronavirus. And that's had impacts on, uh, you know, like I was saying there, but here in Palmas North, the money was taken out of the, the local economy, you know, through students using rental accommodation, shopping, etc., etc. Oh, dear. It said the Queen University report said that more than 1,200 students paused their contracts from October to April, while more than 1,000 withdrew from their contracts altogether. The cost of the, uni- uh, the cost of the university was more than five million in rental, in- a loss of more than five million in rental income. That's five million pounds, by the way, not dollars. But Stormont provided 1.5 to Queen to cover part of that loss. 
It's like, but the place they run, the, the, the Queen's University in Belfast, is like what they call the Holy Land. Lots of streets are named after, you know, Middle East uh, cities. And uh, it's a really close to the university. It's, uh, you know, a lot of students occupy that area. The other report also said um, key Queen's University Vice Chancellor Ian Green earned £306, £360,000, I should say. Exactly the same as the year before. It said some 38 members of the university, of the 4,359 staff, wow, earned more than uh, £100,000, which is a reasonable sum. Quinn said the service would be used to achieve its goals, which include recognition as a global research intensive university, generating internationally leading research coupled with outstanding teaching and learning. Strong governance and long-term financial stability are critical to the future success of Queen's, and we are well-placed to optimise our position within the the sector and to actively contribute to the social and economic recovery of Northern Ireland post-pandemic. So that was, uh, I don't know if that was interesting, but it's kind of, it's the usual rhetoric that I get sort of uh, used to. And here's something else, and this time it's still Belfast. Most I'm sorry, but you know, stuff. The most of the stuff I look through in the Republic of Ireland is just coronavirus, and uh, you know the the problems that that's causing various uh, companies and people. Anyway, sign off a monumental one billion uh, pound Belfast City uh, Centre sort of uh, yeah grant. The formal sign of a monumental one billion city city centre deal for the Belfast region has been welcomed. The deal was uh, announced was first announced in 2019, including 350 million in funding from Stormont, 250 million from Westminster, and is set to fund 20 projects across the six council, the six council areas. It aims to create 20,000 jobs over the next uh, 10 to 15 years. Secretary of State Brendan uh, Brendan Lewis described the deal as an economic turbocharger. Built on the foundation of ex- exceptional talent, creativity, and innovation, it is no surprise that Belfast is really ranked in the top 25 tax cities in the, the world. And this funding, which will exceed one billion, represents a significant opportunity for us to turbocharge uh, the industries of tomorrow. Mm. The industries of tomorrow. Good. UK uh, government and Northern Ireland executive have each committed up to three hundred fifty million, uh, and a number of other people will contribute one hundred fifty million. You know, private firms by leveraging additional private sector investment, the partners will deliver a program with an overall value well over one billion pounds, and that's that is serious money. First Minister Paul Given described it as a monumental investment, which it is. As an executive. We support this innovation and optimism which ex- uh, exists not just for here in Belfast but across the region and we want to see Northern Ireland thrive. Our four city and growth deals will help to tackle regional imbalance and allow for additional regional regeneration. They will deliver a balanced spread of benefits across Northern Ireland, expanding connectivity and improving the lives of our citizens. Deputy First Minister Michelle O'Neill said the Belfast deal will be truly transformative for the regional economy and for the people of Belfast and Northern Ireland in general. So it's going to be a big one, that's for sure. Right. What have we got here? Oh, I've got to finish with this. Because I think, it, and hopefully, you know, since it's Christmas time, this is the last whole year, and I've, I'm just kind of a. This was a dog lover, an animal lover, because you know I see stuff uh, mostly on uh, 
on the internet, etc., etc. About the cruelty that people have towards pets. I just, I just, I can't fathom it. It's just like people who don't want to get a, a vaccine injection. I really just can't sort of work that out. Anyway, Ireland's leading dog welfare charity has urged members of the public not to gift puppies to the, uh, this Christmas, as it received an eighty-two percent increase in for rehoming requests this year alone. The charity received uh, 2,155 requests for rehoming with the most uh, common issue for people seeking to give up their dog uh, being behavioural problems, unusual. The charity is urging people to think about uh, the lifelong commitment that comes with owning a dog and to wait until after Christmas to decide to add one to the family. Good move. You know, wise advice. I said it is particularly concerned with dogs being uh, sourced from puppy farms, particularly since the beginning of the pandemic. Kian Burton, head of communications at Dogs Trust Ireland, explained that sadly this is the most lucrative time of the year for uh, these breeders to indulge in this hobby. We know genuine dog lovers don't want to fuel this vile trade. It's not just the puppy that you buy that's affected. It's the parents of the puppies that are left behind in often appalling conditions that suffer the most. And that's why we launched our end puppy farming campaign in November. Good luck to them. We want to show that the public wants to see an end of the horrors of those poor dogs endured daily, all in the name of profit. Unfortunately, that's the world we live in. It's all about money. Vulture capitalism, I call it. Vulture capitalism. Similarly, the local government association in the UK is asking the public to avoid illegal dog sellers this Christmas. Latest figures show a total of 3.2 million households have acquired a pet since the start of the pandemic, which is understandable. If you're locked in all day, you want to have a pal, a friend, a companion which dogs provide, and cats. With Christmas, uh, typically a popular time for people to buy pets. Uh, so people should be uh, cautious about where they buy them from and who they buy them from or buy them off. If you're looking online for the likes of Facebook for pets this year, do your research and take time to ensure that you're purchasing a pet from a, a responsible breeder who is, for example, happy for you to see the puppy with his mum and has their correct and licence for trade. Buying pots from licensed dealers ensures the animals meet certain regulations and will have come from safe safe conditions. Also means that the seller can be traced if any issues arise from the purchase. A report from the Ulster uh, uh, RSPCA, which was published in October, detailed the scale and ruthless nature of the region's puppy industry. Yeah, it's just it's shocking. So they said in the report they had knowledge of more than 30 unlicensed dog breeding enterprises operating across Northern Ireland with a number of others known to be based in the Republic. The vast majority have been located in rural areas including Newry, Craigavon, Fermanagh, Mid-Ulster, with the illegal industry having an estimated value of £11.7 million. Said it's common for pups that have been bred in such establishments to suffer from serious illnesses and other genetic defects. This is a result of poor and unhygienic breeding practices. Many of these unfortunate animals will become so sick from various diseases or other infections that they will die before they get any older, not long after they've been sold to the new owner. So there's a lesson there for everyone, no matter what part of the world you live in. When you're getting into, you know, getting a dog or something, just sort that stuff out. 
you know, check out it, you know, the owner, the Pearson, your Japan off. You'd like to see the, you know, the mother or the father of the dog, et cetera, et cetera. And that, uh, you know, the place that they're, you're picking out and you're going to see it is actually, you know, hygienic and then some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of detail that it's fit for, you know, for dogs to be brought up in and not covered in feces and broken glass and some of the stuff that I've seen on television it just appalls me as a human being that people could do that to you know and you know and animals just pets in particular dogs and cats it's just it's really like I said I just can't fathom why people would want to do that anyway that's enough for me uh, for this year I will see you next year hopefully we will all be here and I would like to wish you all a very happy, you know, happy and uh, peaceful Christmas, and you know, a decent one, and all the best for the new year. And that's hope it's going to be better, and that you know this virus business is under a lot more control around the world, and not just here in New Zealand, which is compared to you know, the, the majority of other countries is actually uh, doing okay. Even though there are those who just rant and rave about freedom and choice and all that sort of bollocks really you know anyway good luck and have a safe time and be kind to one another okay see you later bye if you're a fan of NPR listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier just search for accessmedia.nz on the app store or google play and download the app with the kiwi fruit logo once you've got it Pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show.